Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always, and I'm going to thank you for taking the time to join me today on this podcast, where we're going to talk about transformers and working clearances and whether or not the code requires a working clearance or not on a transformer. Of course, this is all based on a question that was presented to me. And so based on that question, I wanted to make sure that I did a podcast and explained my position on this because, again, positions will vary and you might agree or disagree, and that's perfectly okay. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. Um, But you, you have to take the concept of working clearance and put it in the context of a transformer to understand whether or not 110.26 actually applies. Now, the question it presented to me wanted to know if 110.26, which is your working clearance, applies to transformers. And so as we know with a transformer, you're going to have either primary or secondary overcurrent protection. You will always have primary, but you may not have secondary depending on what you're working with. And again, using 450.3 and, and depending on what your situation is, those locations typically are going to have working clearance requirements because at the disconnects or at the overcurrent protection, you're going to take readings there. You're going to take voltage readings. You're going to have the same rules that you normally would apply to things like panel boards and and disconnection means and all this type of things. Those are locations where you're going to actually take voltage readings. Now, when it comes to a transformer, we have to look at the, the context of the transformer. You wire it up, you bring primary in, you have secondary out. You make the terminals XOs and you make the terminals to H123 and X123. You make all these connections. Once that's done, you torque it. You 
you put everything together, you do all your bonding and grounding. What is the likelihood? And that's an important word that we're going to talk about. What is the likelihood you're going to need to do anything else in that transformer that you could not do outside of the framed body of that transformer? That's going to be an important concept to think about today's podcast. Because the word likely is something that says, you know what? Likely means that I... That's where I would go. That's the likely obvious location that I would go to do any of these things that 110.26 says that I have to do in order to maintain working clearance, right? So we have to kind of put all that under a microscope, and we have to to look at it. So if you've got your code book, and of course, I'm working out of the 2020 edition of the National Electrical Code. Did not change, by the way, to the 2017, so again, nothing to uh, uh, get overly worried about. Now, there was some changes to the informational note, but that's just for clarity of language. Um, And informational notes are not applicable anyway. They're just good information. Other than that, no significant change from 17 to the 2020. So don't worry if you've got a 2017 and you don't have a 2020. That's fine. That's fine. What we're talking about is part two of 110. And that is dealing with 1,000 volts nominal or less And the first thing we run into is 110.26, which is spaces about electrical equipment. Now, it is extremely important that we have access and working space is provided and it's maintained long term all about electrical equipment. And it has to permit ready and safe operation and maintenance of that electrical equipment. So that's a general statement, right? Once you get into what's called the working space, This is space that is afforded to the piece of equipment to allow you to safely work on it while it's energized, okay? Now, again, when you think about electrical panels, disconnection means you have to work on those energized. If you're going to take voltage readings, check breakers, make sure the output voltage, everything you're going to do within these panels. That's your source. And all of that has to be done in in these panels, these disconnects, all these termination points, that's going to make you have to have this working clearance on that electrical equipment. But when we shift gears a little bit, we talk about a transformer. Now, I've wired up a ton of transformers through my career. And I bring the primary in. There's an overcurrent protection uh, for the primary side of this transformer upstream. And then, of course, On the secondary, you might have secondary protection or might not, depending on your condition that you're dealing with uh, under Article 450. But either way, when I want to take a voltage reading or I want to make sure that the output of my transformer voltage is correct or the primary side voltage going in is correct, if I want to take these readings, I do that at some point on the primary side or on the secondary side of my transformer. So once I install that transformer, and I put it in the, in the charge it and put it into uh, in motion, okay, although we know it's not really any motion involved in it. But anyway, we put it in use. We made all those terminals. We, we, we make all of our grounding and bonding connections. We've done everything we're supposed to do. Then the question comes up with many people is, okay, do I have to have working space for this transformer? And so we want to answer that question uh, today and give you our opinion, which you can agree to disagree. That's perfectly fine. You can give me the old thumbs down if you want. I don't show those anyway, so go ahead if you feel inclined to to do that. Um, but I'm going to give you my opinion of it, and I'm going to give you my rationale. 
so that you see where I'm coming from. Now, by no means do I mean that that's the same thing that you might agree with or disagree with or what your inspector may agree with or somebody else on a code panel may agree with, okay? Lord knows that we can all agree to disagree many times. So let's talk about that electrical equipment, which in this case is a transformer, and let's look at a working space requirement at 110.26a, and let's see if the transformer, and we'll just say a dry type 25 kVA transformer, let's see if the rules for working space are going to apply to this transformer. Okay, Again, we're not talking about the disconnection means. We're not talking about the secondary equipment, whatever the secondary conductors are terminating into, uh, panel board, whatever it is. We're talking about purely the transformer itself. Okay. Now, 110.26a states the following, working space. It says, working space for electrical, op- uh, elect- for equipment, shouldn't say electrical, working space for equipment operating at 1,000 volts nominal or less to ground and likely to require examination, adjustment, servicing, or maintenance while energized shall comply with the dimensions of 110.26A1, A2, A3, and A4, or as required or permitted elsewhere in this code. So somewhere else in the NEC might change or modify these dimensions, and you just need to be aware that it could take place, and if it does say it somewhere else, okay, then it does have uh, the ability to be applied, okay? But right now, we know that we're, fe- we're dealing with uh, 110.26A1, A2, A3, and A4. Now, we won't need to go any further than 110.26A1 unless you determine that your transformer is likely, okay, likely to require examination, adjustment, servicing, or maintenance while it is energized, okay? That's a very distinct point here that I think people lose sight of it. So we install this transformer. So I've got primary protection for the transformer, cords with 450.3. I've got secondary conductors from the secondary side going into maybe lugs and a panel board, uh, which got to have overcurrent protected device on the secondary, or maybe I meet the rules where I have primary protection only and no secondary. But I still got a termination point both primary and secondary, that are outside of the transformer. So if I need to do a measurement and I need to get a voltage going into the primary side of a transformer, I can do that at the disconnect on the primary side. I can do that at the overcurrent protected device. On the secondary, I can do it wherever those secondary conductors terminate. And chances are very high then I'm still going to have the working space requirement anyway for that equipment because that is a logical, likely location to measure voltage all right so that out of the way back to the transformer i don't need once i install this transformer and i put the primary in secondary out make my exos make my terminations the grounding and bonding make my terminations at h1 h2 h3 x1 h2 x3 i've done all the connections i've torqued it properly i've done everything i need to do is there a likelihood Understanding the concept of likelihood, which, again, NEC does not define, but using common sense, likelihood means that is the location that you're likely to go to do what? And that is to examine, adjust, service, or maintain this transformer while it is energized. And I'm going to argue that it is not. Once it's set up, 
the configuration, you energize it, you measure the voltage down on the secondary conductors, you measure the voltage coming in. If that's the case, there is no need to get back in that transformer. Now, if the transformer is not functioning properly, what point are you going to get to take measurements inside of the transformer? You can get the same measurements from the secondary side termination or the primary side termination before it gets to the transformer. So there's nothing else in there really to maintain. Uh, There's nothing really else in there to adjust. Uh, There's really no servicing involved to a transformer. So in any of that, if you argue that there is, then you shouldn't need to do all that while it's energized. Whereas at the disconnect uh, or the overcurrent protection primary side or whatever you're doing at the secondary side, terminations of the secondary conductors, yes, that makes sense because you're going to take readings there. You're going to have other components that probably get interconnected there. But when we're talking about the transformer, once you do it, once you install it, once you put it in use, that's done. There's really nothing else you do to the transformer. Now, if it's not working right, then you can take a reading at the secondary conductors to see what the output is. But other than that, There's no real reason. So when you see the term likelihood, what is the likelihood that you would need to do any of those things at a transformer while it's energized? Now, I I get it. There's some people out there that are going to, just because they're that way, they always want to be those haters. They're going to say, no, I do that all the time, Paul. Okay. I'm going to ask you how you meet all the rules when it comes to NFPA 70E, and do you really get suited up to, to take those readings and what kind of maintenance are you doing to it? You've terminated it. It's done. Well, we got to torque it. If you torque it right, initially, you follow all the rules of 110.3b. Uh, you follow the, the torquing requirements that are in the code of 110.14d. If you do this, then there is no real reason to have to go back. And even if you did, why would you do that energized? You simply turn off the breaker upstream to the primary and then do all that work. Okay, so at the end of the day, even with a maintenance shutdown of a large electrical system, they do kill power so they can redo torquing if that's part of their maintenance procedure or whatever they do, but they don't have to do it live. Okay, so when it comes to transformers, the term likelihood is very important because likelihood imposes the belief that that is the likely location, that is the likely point in this system that you would need to do what? Examine it, adjust it, service it, or maintain it. All this while being energized. Simply to me, personally, you can agree to disagree. That's perfectly fine. Um, I don't see the need to do that in a transformer while it's energized. Again, primary terminations, secondary terminations, you should get the same readings at the secondary conductor termination point as well as the voltage coming in from the primary side. You don't have to do these readings inside of the transformer. Again, I installed many a transformer in my day before getting more cozy in my career. And once they were done and when they were done right, you did not need to take those readings inside of the actual transformer. And if you did have to do something in that transformer, it would be powered down. And so you're not working on it energized. We cannot say the same thing for disconnects for electrical equipment. Panel boards, switch gear, switch boards, those require that working space because, again, they are likely to be examined, adjusted, serviced, or maintained, whereas a transformer is pretty much, you put it in, you wire it right, and you forget it. There's no moving parts, okay? 
So at the end of the day, my opinion is that no, the working space requirement is not required for a transformer. Now, I'm not going to say ever and never because you could have transformers with built-in overcurrent protection and all this type of stuff. And again, that overcurrent protection in there would require you to, to have that access to it. And then, of course, that would be a location where you would have to do maintenance or whatever with it, uh, removing breakers and things like that, interactive component. Okay, then there you go. You're going to have an access panel to it, and there you go. There's your working space. But in general, when we're talking about typical transformers, that's not the case because all you have in there is primary terminations, secondary terminations. Once that's done, it's done. There's no reason to get back in it or need to get back in it. Okay, So we don't even have to move forward with the requirements for conditions one, two, and three, the nominal voltage to ground. I don't need to work on any of that under my opinion because I don't believe transformers require that. Now, do transformers require adequate space for ventilation? Yes, the manufacturer will give you this information. 450, which is the article that deals with transformers, will give guidance on ventilation. Ultimately, the manufacturer will tell you nothing above it and around the sides allow adequate ventilation. That is different than working space. Okay, totally different. That's a ventilation requirement. That's something the manufacturers will have a lot of say on. When it comes to the working space, I don't believe a transformer will require this type of uh, working clearance on it, okay? So, again, we're talking dry transformers, um, not getting to the what-if scenario, some weird transformer setups, or even those that are over 1,000 volts, and somebody say, oh, Paul, but you've got this type of situation and this type of transformer. We're talking about the context of the question that was presented to me, and the way they presented it to me was a 1,000 volts or less transformer, and whether or not the working clearance was required. And I've presented my case. Whether you agree or disagree, it's perfectly fine. But I do not think that the transformer requires the working space because it is not the likelihood that it will require examination, adjustments, servicing, or maintenance, all while that transformer remains energized. Okay? Hopefully you got something out of that. Until next time, folks, stay safe. God bless. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.